you sometimes wonder what it will feel like to take a break without the guilt? Or to have fun again like you did before the kids? Do you think to yourself, where did my old self go? Well, I'm here to tell you that that woman is still within you and probably looking at you with a side eye. Hey, my amazing mamas, welcome to the Untraditional Podcast. This is your host, Miriam Banks, a mom that loves to travel with my mixed and blended family and also on my own. This podcast is to address all facets of motherhood and normalize our struggles and find some applicable answers to this very question that every mommy wants to know. How do I take a break? A place where I will share insights, support, and guidance through my personal experiences as well as guest interviews. So just curl up inside your blanket, sink inside the couch, or just to keep it real, probably do the laundry or a kid's drop-off, right? And take a listen every week as I take you into a journey to rediscover the woman within motherhood. This is the Untraditional Podcast. Hi, everyone. Today, we have a very special guest, very close to my heart. Her name is Felicia McCall. She's not only a fashion blogger, but she literally changed my whole wardrobe and my whole inside out to wear cocoa butter and all yellow everywhere and color and lipstick. And she's an amazing woman. She's a mother of one little girl, Fadwa, that is so beautiful and such a talented little girl. She is from Atlanta, and she's going to talk to us today a little bit about her self-care routine, some tips, and her journey. So without further ado, hi, Felicia. Hello, Mariam. How are you, darling? Good. I'm doing well today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I wish you guys could see the blooper that we do backstage because <laughs> it's a whole it's a whole mood. It's amazing, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, so good. Maybe I'll do it at the end. Maybe I'll do it at the end. So tell me a little bit more about who you are, what you do, because that is so important. Felicia just transformed me from the inside out, and I was never the same after my trip awesome. to Atlanta. Oh, thank you, hon. But I want my audience to hear it from you what you do, and your journey to self-care. Okay, so thank you for having me, Miriam. It's such a pleasure to be on your show and to have this conversation with you and your audience and just share some of my experiences. And hopefully someone takes away something that will help them move forward as well. Like Miriam said, my name is Felicia McCall, and I live in the Atlanta area. And I've lived here over maybe 20 years. I'm originally from Alabama. And I am a Southern girl at heart. I love the country. Yes. Uh -uh. Yes. (laughs) I absolutely love the country. So my self-care journey started around five or six years ago after that divorce, my divorce from my first husband. And I just started to learn who I was. I had to pay attention to myself at that point. I didn't think I was ugly. I didn't think I was pretty. I didn't Mm -hmm. think I was sexy. I didn't think I was not sexy. I think I was coming away with a lot of rejection and a lot of hurt and a lot of pain and a lot of fear of what the future would be. And so I really had to take some time to figure out what those paths would look like and how I was going to recover. And I think that was when I realized that I was a person. I was a real person that got really loved and that I had meaning. And from there, 
I think that's when the real transformation started. Uh But also it started after I had Faswa. I picked up a lot of weight. I'd nursed her for almost two years. And after I stopped nursing her, I just stopped picking up weight. My mom was (laughs) like, you fat. (laughs) Oh "Oh my God. Am I really fat? Now, mind you, my clothes weren't fitting anymore, but that still didn't register me that I was quite like picking up all this weight. But I think at that point, I was going to depression about my weight. Mm -hmm. My situation in my marriage was not helping me at all get better or Mm -hmm. to see myself as loved. So Mm -hmm. I think at that point, I started to realize that, you know what, I got to figure out this weight thing. I'm going to buy me a pair of jeans that fit the butt that I have. It's a big butt right now. (laughs) My waist is hanging on the sides, but I'm going to find some clothes that work for me right now. And when I, mm-hmm. those clothes that work for me, I'm going to wear, I'm going to get two pair and I'm going to figure out my weight. I'm going to figure out my health. I'm going to figure out what's going on. And I'm going to stop being mm-hmm. depressed. And that was my first step to my physical appearance that I really started to pay mm-hmm. attention to myself. As I started that journey and realizing that there were hormones involved, that there were adrenals involved, mm-hmm. there was a lot more involved than me just gaining mm-hmm. weight. So yes, I really yes. gave my, started to give myself a mm-hmm. break about my size and really started to learn about my health more than it mm. was about my size. So that, that was the gave first you, step. Yeah, that gave you a little bit of room to be kind to yourself also yep. and not be so hard on yourself. Yeah, yep. I can relate. You just think you're getting fat because you're eating too much. You just think, and that makes you feel bad in itself that you don't have any self-control. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when you start to realize that my body is changing, my body yeah. is doing some stuff. I had a baby grow inside of me. My baby eyes and bones and toes, everything mm-hmm. grew in the side of me. The baby's out and my body is figuring things out. The worst yeah. thing I can do is start to stress and overwhelm myself with ideas of defeat. and allow defeated talk to just continue to just ring in my ears. So that was the first thing I started before the divorce. The divorce happened not too long after that. And that's when I really started to love myself. After yes. divorce. Like, oh. I love myself. I mean, I fell in love with her feet first because her feet made me happy. Like, it was so colorful. And every day, every time that she posted something, I'm like, oh my God, look at that pink dress. It just, and her smile. I mean, I was just like drawn to your feet because it made me happy. And I could really feel how much you loved life. Like, yeah. you, you were just such a, a good feel i love that so yeah definitely it worked it, it worked yeah, good, yeah. I, was, I was so desperate to be happy in that marriage i wanted to be happy more than i wanted to live i'll be honest with you if i if i had a description wow. i can feel it right now talking to you when i say i wanted to be happy and this is not a suicidal idea that i had by far i didn't feel like i wanted to kill myself by far let me just mm-hmm. make sure i clear that up but i wanted to be happy like i wanted to breathe I just wanted to be happy. And that was Mm. so important to me. And when the opportunity came to be happy, I'm like, I'm going to be happy. I'm just going to do it. And it was so exciting to be happy. So that's a big part of self-care is we're choosing to be happy. Yeah. How do you feel this shift in yourself also helped you as a mom? Because also you consider like looking at Fadzwa and how that changed your dynamic as a mom with Fadzwa. Yeah, it's really sad when I think about this because I just talked about this to a friend yesterday and I was telling her how I shed some tears, not because I Mm. wanted my old marriage or wanted anything in that relationship, 
but I was just telling her how just feeling that remembering being minimized, remembering being Mm -hmm. sad made me Mm -hmm. sad. Just yesterday, I was telling her about this and she was having a struggle. And I began to tell her the thing that changed me the most was realizing that if what Fazwa saw was what Fazwa was going to do to me and what Fazwa was going to do to herself. Wow. And if anything that helped me to let go of that toxic relationship Mm -hmm. was her, not because I I, I stopped trying to make that relationship Mm -hmm. work because she was going to see love through my actions for myself and how I let someone else treat me. And that was going to be a reflection on how she should treat herself and allow someone else to treat her. So it was very, very important that Mm -hmm. I allow that relationship to go so that Mm -hmm. I could create an imagery, a visual for her of love. It was so important that she understood self-love. It was so important that she understood God's love. It was so important that she understood true love and what it looked like, not just what she heard. Let me just say this. This is controversial, but I'm going to say it. I did not tell Fazwa. I did not say Fazwa because loving herself was so important and her understanding love was more important than her even loving me. I needed her to know when I wasn't there what love was. I needed her to know when I wasn't around what love truly was. Mm-hmm. So when she would get disappointed by her dad and, and she told her her heart was broken, I was like, listen, I did not say, well, you know, your dad really loves you, but your dad really loves you. No, I never said that. And neither did I bash him. I would tell mm-hmm. her, I said, listen, your dad loves you the best way he knows how. Exactly. That was wow. a completely different I need her to know the absolute truth about love. Mm -hmm. Love is not abandonment. Love is not rejection. Mm -hmm. Love is not putting someone down. Mm. Love is not intentionally disappointing someone. I needed her to understand those lines very, very clearly when something was real love and it was a kind of love. Look, today, girl, you understand? Listen. (laughs) That's important. I mean, I know she was tiny. She's three, four. She had to get that early because I kept seeing wow. visuals of her 15 years old getting in a car with a boy. That was my motivation. I saw it plain as day. And I was like, this girl has got to get the seed of love in her heart right now and understand mm. it right now. Because this wow, is not going to work. Wow, 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 <laughs> I, You know what? This is so important because when you're raising little girls, you have that feeling of what is the example that you want to put yourself in. Sometimes you want it to be perfect for them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's not perfect and you want to get them to the reality of what love is early because there's so much cotton candy around (laughs) what love is. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and there are actually, and I remember one day she asked me, is that this kind of love, mommy? I said, I did my job. I did my job. (laughs) You're like, I'm dead. Yes, I'm dead. I did it. I did it. It's like, oh my God. Give me a prize. But I said that because she started to point out she was able to distinguish types of love so she wouldn't put that person down because that's all they could do. And neither would she try to get something that they couldn't give. But she understood this is what they have. This is what they know. Yeah. This is so important. You understand? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't define you. That's what they have Mm -hmm. for love, for you. You can either reject that or you can accept that for yourself. Yeah. It's so important because, I mean, it took me... 40 plus years to realize my parents did the best they could with the tools that they had. Yes. 
And the thing is, because you want to put unconditional love on your parents, you expect them to love you unconditionally. And you have that image when in fact, they did the best they can and you have to love them the way they are. And that is so important. I love that. I love that. Yes. So I really, really want you to give me one or two tips of what you do every day or what you would recommend women that are single mother. I mean, I'm putting single like this because you can be married and single. That's a real Mm -hmm. thing. I was married and single. I know a lot of married single women because you're doing a lot of parenting and the household things alone. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So that would be, that would be another, that another, would be another topic for another day. Another topic for another day. <laughs> but I want you to give me your two favorite tips that you do so you get some time for yourself. I know for me, I have things that I do that works for me, but maybe somebody would find that, oh, you know what, this would work for me. You know what, for me, the first thing ever, and I can, I say this from my toe, from the depths of my heart, yeah. you got to start your morning with prayer meditation. When I say prayer meditation, for me, that is mm-hmm. getting up first thing and saying good morning to the Lord. Good morning mm-hmm. and having that cuddle, mm-hmm. that cuddle time, that quiet time. Mm-hmm. I mean, before anybody asks you for anything, demand you to do anything, expect you to pull your breast out and breastfeed them, expect <laughs> you to wipe their butt, expect <laughs> you to brush their teeth or wipe their nose. Do not ask me for that first. <laughs> I am not giving it. The first thing, <laughs> I am not available for that I until I talk to my source or universe or God or whatever you, you believe in. I, I am not available. No, I first had to get my time with the Lord. I totally had to get up, be quiet, and just mm-hmm. just connect with God and connect with His Word. And that was important to me. That was where I could hear. That's where I could cry, really yeah. cry, without my daughter hearing me. That's when I could get yeah. my peace and my comfort before she woke up. I got my understanding mm-hmm. of what to do about what was hurting me before she got up. Because if I give oh. before I even get that peace and that healing and that counsel from God in my heart, mm-hmm. I can't be a good mom. I'm going to miss so yeah. much. I'm going to be overwhelmed. So that's the first thing I would say. That quiet time, put it at the beginning of your day. That mm-hmm. absolute eye-opening beginning of your day is my first yeah. thing I would do. The second thing I would do, and that includes reading something motivational. And for me, I read my Bible. I read affirmations and confirmations. Mm -hmm. I read those things and say those things over myself. That's very critical. That's a part of my prayer meditation. The second thing is set boundaries for your kids. I guess that's a part of boundaries, but I'm a real person. I exist. Yeah. And let me see, how can I say this? I am not the hired help or the (laughs) unhired help. It's so important to set boundaries and to set a visual to your family of who you are and your value. You do that. Yeah. (laughs) And you may have to fight a little bit, but yeah, that includes bedtime. You have a bedtime because I want to be by Mm -hmm. myself. Yeah. That includes. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, I'm reading something. Hold on. Give me a second. Mm -hmm. I don't drop everything I'm doing because you said you hungry. Mm -hmm. And there's also just day-to-day in and out things to do for you so that you can also feel like you bring something to the table and you have value. You're not just someone that everybody just tell you to jump and you say hi, hi. So those are two of my favorite ones. And that includes taking a bath every night. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) I see that. 
her bathtub is like, we can fit 10 people in there. I was like, girl. <laughs> That's, That's my favorite thing. thing. <laughs> I mean, and if I have to talk to you and I'm getting a bath, you messing up my zen, you messing up my wusa, you better get out of here because this is for me. Yes. This is for me. So I already confessed to my daughter. I am not a good mom after 830. I'm just telling you now. <laughs> I have given everything all day and I'm done. So yeah. I think she starts to, she recognizes that. She recognizes that I'm a little meaner, a lot meaner after 8.30. <laughs> so, so she's like, ooh, it's 7, 8.15. <laughs> I better get my questions and my things before. Before 8.29. Better, yeah. <laughs> Those boundaries are important for self-care because it means that you can refuel, you can reconnect with yourself your shows that are not animated, your bath time with lavender oil and coconut oil and Epsom salt. Coconut oil. <laughs> That's me. And if you dare come to that door and look at me, you will never forget it. Not because I'm going to hurt you, but because I'm reminding you that this is just time for me yeah. to be myself yeah. and to enjoy myself. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. So <laughs> I want everyone to know where they can find you. Her blog is amazing he always gave me a little bit of tips of oh i better get that in or you know so <laughs> tell my audience where we can find you yeah so my website is feliciamccall.com on that website is the blog hurry forward in time as well as social media is felicia underscore mccall or you can just look for hurry forward in time that's hurry h-u-r-r-y f-o-r-w-a-r-d in time Wow, thank you so thank much. You, thank you, darling. Thank you for having me. Yes, please stay safe because I want to come back to Atlanta again because this I want to sit on that couch. Yes. And yes, you know, I got plans for that couch so we can have those conversations. Those real, real. Real, real conversation. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much. Awesome. And uh, please stay safe. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Untraditional Podcast with your host, Miriam Banks. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If so, please share it with another mama that needs to hear this. Follow me on Instagram for more tips and see you next week on another episode of the Untraditional Podcast with Miriam Banks.